This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome. He stole my mic. Steal your mic? FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. It's literally got my name on it. The mic. It does. Number four. (laughs) I've been called number two, never number four. I know, but I wasn't going to say that. Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer again. I just wanted to see if you could do it again. That's all. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? That's right. Studies from Florida State, the CDC, and the Crime Prevention Research Center show that guns are used to protect life 25 times more often than when they are used to take a life. 25 times. And that's an estimate that's very low. And if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. And you need to become a member today. Please. It's 10 bucks. I'll loan it to you. (laughs) Go to SD. I'll get thousands and thousands of calls. Well, the funny thing is you're going to loan it. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's right. I, I, I even said that. that I like that. SDCGO.org slash join to become a member. I'd like to see the paperwork on that loan. Yeah, me too. I it's thick. That. About 12 pages. I don't imagine. Hey, how many watches you got on your, on your site? Well, oh. No, uh, on your site. Yeah. Did have you, you been <laughs> keeping track? Well, no, but I, did you see? I put your watch up there. I did. I was very impressed. Watch watching. I didn't know what to do with it. I couldn't get it off. But. Yeah, if you're interested in my Instagram, my, my little <laughs> my little side project, go to just you're going to look for uh, watch watching on Instagram. But isn't watch lower lower a little line, a little underscore watch underscore. watching? Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it's. Got. I don't even remember what it's called. It's just my dumb little hobby. I just go look for. I think I, you have more fun doing it than anything. I just like it. it. It honestly, it gives me an opportunity. So what happened was I got into watch. I started walking around. And I, I'm looking. I'm like, hey, what, what's, oh, what's that guy? One. Yeah, that's a good one. That's my favorite. When'd you get that one? Uh, I don't know, six months ago. What kind is it? It's a, it's a Timex. No, it's a Tiso. Oh, a Tiso. Yeah, yeah, I like Tiso. It's a Tiso. It's a, it's a Tiso gentleman. Uh, um, it's rose gold. I know. I love it. The um, what are you going on a date? <laughs> no, but uh, I. Uh, oh, where's I going? Oh, oh, so say hi to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hey, hey. She's sitting over here, real quiet. I feel like left out of the club. I need to watch. But she has I need a, a recommendation. Did you take you a, pic- a watch? Did you take a picture of her watch? No. Does the Apple Watch count? No. I don't think it does. Does not count. There will be no Apple Watch. On so my I Instagram. think I need you guys to go shopping with me. Hey, I try to take him. I had a place all picked out, and I can't get him to go because I think his wallet my buddy, starts pulsating. Yeah, my watch or my yeah my watch, watch budget, budget. My watch budget is blown. A buddy of mine, his wife actually was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a new watch." I took three days. <laughs> I'm all over the internet. She had all this criteria, but I found it, man. Did she? Oh my gosh! I'm so it? proud of myself. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening is I found two that I liked, and I bought them both for her as a gift. What? I know, because she's so nice to me, and she puts up with my buddy, and he he's a lot to put up with. 
So, uh, hey, we are I, going I, shopping. No, dude. we're not going shopping. Yeah, we're going. No, we're going to do. We're going to a restaurant. Uh oh. I fu- Why would you? You cringe. Well, because you eat weird food. No, it's not. <laughs> I found the number one spaghetti. I saw the picture. Yeah, way better. <laughs> Way better. Oh, yeah. PB? It's down in PB, a place called Sost. And uh, it's actually, uh, um, it's right there. It's right before, it's right in between Grand and Garnett um, on Ingram. Yeah, I know. If I'm remembering correctly. And uh, it is the best spaghetti I've ever had. First off, their pizza is super good. It's kind of a, it's an Italian restaurant, but they're heavy on pizza. And the owner's super nice, and her uh, nephew runs the the, the cook, uh, you know, uh, the galley. Scratch made. And uh, everything, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because uh, everything in there is is really, really unique, but they have the best spaghetti I've ever had in my whole life. It's so delicious. With they meat, do such with a good job. With meatballs? With meatballs. Meatballs are super good. But yeah. they, it's so, the, the whole thing's really, really good. The whole restaurant is super good. And they even have uh, live music on uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. By the way, we did good. This is the third week we haven't talked food. Oh, <laughs> we went three weeks without talking about food, and here I ruin it with more spaghetti talk. <laughs> I was curious to see how long we were going to go. Yeah, and well, I didn't even bring it up. I brought it up. I had to tell everybody. So is that, so is that your, new, your new spot? It's my new spot. Have you told these people that you that you put them on radio? That you tell them? Uh, I don't know if I. Yeah, I think well, I told you them. should tell I them. Told, you know, say, hey, guess what? I don't want to walk around town like, hey, I'm going to put you on the radio. Well, well yeah, but you can get a free, big free spaghetti. <laughs> Come on, you got. I don't work. want free spaghetti. You I want their spaghetti. It's yeah. delicious. You're making me hungry. I've been well, here all day. Alicia, mark your calendar. Let's bring. Uh, oh, you, oh I'll, I'll eat spaghetti. I figured we'll bring Uncle Dave here. Absolutely, and we'll we'll have some. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I love it. Yeah, it was super uh, It was super good. So, sauce down in PB. Yeah. No, this is not a paid No, it's not a paid uh, commercial. Spot. Hey, I just had to talk government's going to turn off the sun. Did you see that? Yes. No. Since you don't watch the news? No, I don't watch yeah. it. They said, that's it. We're going we're gonna to shut down the sun. <clears throat> I'm not even surprised. Like I'm not even like, what? Well, how, what happened to solar? If you shut off the sun, what's going to happen with solar? Ooh. What are the, what's actually ah. going on? They're gonna t- what's what they're gonna do? They're gonna paint the they're snow. They're gonna redirect. Oh my gosh! What are they I think doing? they're gonna paint the snow black, and they're gonna figure out some way to block it. And they actually admitted that they've been seeding the clouds because my conspiracy wife has keeps telling me when she sees a plane go over, yeah. chemtrails. They're chemtrails. They're trying to affect the weather, and they actually admitted they're doing it. What? No, they didn't. Yes, they, didn't they did. Admit they're doing something with chemtrails. Yes, they did. I, I, they've been, you know, trying to seed clouds for years, but that's not chemtrails. I think it is. <sighs> I don't know what. I don't know what. How, where are we? What path are we going down? Right? I don't know. This is this is the open air. This was like you remember fifteen. Remember, minutes. remember, like ten years ago, they said they wanted to put a blanket over the ocean to well, stop. Well, that's next. Mm-hmm. What? Well, no, no, as I was coming up the elevator to get up here, Rich showed me that article, and, and there was he, he made a statement as I was thinking it, like, and he goes, and it's not from the Babylon Bee, reading me the title of the article about about what you just stated. This right. Time. It's like, are you kidding me? No, no. They, I mean, they're yeah. serious about it because they think <laughs> that the sun is the reason we're having all this the, these problems. I don't even know what to say. All right, let's talk about what's coming up on the show. We're sure. going to talk about the San Diego's gun violence listening session recommendation. So we were talking about the listening sessions. We showed up in mass. This is a while huge, back. Uh, a couple months. Okay. And they finally produced a final document. The San Diego County Gun Violence Reduction Community Needs Assessment Comprehensive Report. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Orange County's got a gun show coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have a very special curtain call. Um, Alicia's going to talk about something cool. Uh, and the Supreme Court is actually taking a new case that has to do with the Second Amendment. It's kind of interesting. We're going to talk about that. We'll maybe touch on Imperial Beach and their moratorium on gun shops. And, uh, of course, happy Fourth of July, everybody. What are you doing, Alicia? What are you doing for the Fourth? You doing anything cool? You know, I'm going to take my kids to the fair on that last day. Oh, wow. Because I'm a little crazy like that. And then we're just going to spend That's the night not crazy. I've been there on the last day on the 4th of July. I did it once, and I don't know if it was a fluke, but it was not busy, and I'm hoping for the same. It was not busy, but then are you going to stay and watch the fireworks? No, we're going to be with friends. Oh, all right. Yeah. I was going to say, they have really, really nice fireworks. What about you, Super Dave? You doing something cool? You're going to love this. <laughs> I don't know if I Now I'm afraid. You are going to want to come. All right. Going over to my cousins, my wife's cousins. Yeah. At 4.30 and watch John Wick 4. Then we're going to watch the fireworks. Wow. Because he lives up on a pretty high hill. And you can yeah. Look. Oh, wow. Have you seen John Wick 4? I, I haven't seen a single John Wick. I had I didn't know they were up to four. Oh, my gosh. And if you thought Red Dawn was good. I, I know Red Dawn is mm-hmm. good. It's the best, just, best documentary ever created. I'm trying to get the ammo concession. Is it? John is it all? This is this dumb. Is it all Keanu Reeves? Is he in yeah. all four? Yeah. yeah. He's done four? But he's a little slower than he was when he started <laughs> with number one. We're all a little. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I can't wait. I'm so excited. And we're going to talk We're going to talk a little bit about Not Me, by the way. Um, I, just I, thought, pitched, I, thought I, just, was... I just pitched that lady that was in my racer radio show, and she's going to call uh, Desi. Well, we just opened up. Good, we just opened up a a five hundred one c three a not for profit. We're going to talk a little bit about Sweet. that. And uh, you, you, your charitable giving um, can now support your obsession with the Second Amendment. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And Brendan has been playing this music all day. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. I think he's doing an awesome job. Yeah, little little uh, you know left left Patriotism. left right left. Yeah, don't even get me started. Philip, uh, what is it? Souza? Yeah, Philip Souza and his friends. I thought there was. A, is there an initial something something? Philip. P. P? I don't know. Philip P. Souza? All right. <laughs> Sounds like a soup. <laughs> right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws. On your speed dial, that is. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now. 760-642-7152. There's 50. That's John Dillon. 760-642-7150. So we're going to talk about this gun violence reduction community needs assessment, this report that they came out with. But before we do... We just had a, a kickoff uh, event, a very a small, intimate, but uh, very successful kickoff event for Not Me CA. Now, we've been talking a lot about our Not Me program. Uh-huh. And the Not, Not Me program, of course, is, you know, Desi runs mm-hmm. in. If you're a woman and you want a firearm, you want a permit, and you want training um, for free, 
They will uh, help you along with the program, get your training, get your gun, get your permit. And if any of that is something that you can't afford, uh, we're going to find a discount, a grant, or something to, to make help sure you that out. self-defense. Yeah, Alicia, you've you've helped out with Not Me. Yep, I have. Absolutely. And the program's been wonderful. Um, it's been around for, I think, three years now. Over 600 uh, applicants. Uh, Almost approaching o- nine. I yeah. Oh, oh, is it up to or nine? Eight, now? Over, nine. Nine. Over, over nine. Over nine. Over nine. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're trying to get to 1,000 by mm-hmm. September, which is uh, gun prom. So it's been really successful. Dave's constantly talking about it. Alicia helps. Mm-hmm. We all help. It's been really, really great. So here's what we did. We opened up a 501c3. Now, a 501c3 is an actual charity, mm-hmm. which means that uh, you know if you donate money, uh, for example, to San Diego County Governors, it's not tax deductible, right? right? But if you donate, because it's not a 501c3. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different kinds of not-for-profits, but there's only one, to my knowledge, that is uh, where the donations are actually tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we opened up that type of, of uh, organization. It's a 501c3. It's not political. All it's designed to do is help fund the program. So the 900-plus women who've gone through the program – uh, you know, hopefully there'll be, uh, um, you know, nine million over the next, you know, few decades or whatever. Right. Um, if they need a gun, if they need training, if they need uh, a permit, uh, whatever they need, you know, all that funding, um, we're raising money to uh, for the five hundred one c three to help fund that, and not just here in San Diego because it's called Not Me California for a reason. We want this thing to, uh, you know, spawn programs. So the program is what Desi runs. The 501c3 is what helps fund it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we did. So we've, uh, um, we had right now, we had one donor say, look, for every dollar raised up to $25,000, I will match it. Really? So f- up to $25,000, every dollar raised, he will match it. Uh, he and she, it's a couple, super nice, super nice folks. So if you go right now, um, uh, and donate, go to notmeca.org, notmeca.org. Make a donation. Uh, th- up to $25,000, it will get matched. And we're closing in on that. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting fairly cl- – uh, we're, 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 prob- we're maybe like halfway there. So the money you give right now will help us get a, uh, an additional $25,000. If we can raise that $25,000, we'll get an additional $25,000. Can you do a monthly? Yeah, yeah, you can donate monthly, you can donate one time, you can donate annually. Because I got to tell you, I donate monthly to you. Yeah. I don't even know it. <laughs> I, no, I'm, well, I'm we do because cause it's super I know, helpful. But I, I'm just saying for folks out there that, you know, eh, you know, everybody's asking for If you do it on a monthly basis. You, know, you just don't even notice. You know what I just said? You must have been listening. I was listening. Um, well, there's a couple things. So I know that, I mean, we have a bunch of really super generous people. Uh, you know, donors mm-hmm. and their their political donations are going to San Diego County gun owners or Inland Empire gun owners or Orange County gun owners, but they're probably still funding some charity that they that they like. You sure. know, like you know, and if if we could capture a portion of that charitable funding to sure. our five hundred one c three or even all of it, you know, because we know you're passionate about the Second Amendment, that'd be awesome. So those who are looking to be charitable and who are looking to support and you know give tax deductible. Uh, uh, money to an organization, go to notmeca.org, and that'd be super helpful. We had one guy who called up and he said, you know, I have to take a required minimum distribution from my retirement plan because he's over a certain age, over 70. I think it's over 70. 
you know, eventually the government says, hey, you got to start taking money from your from your tax-free retirement plan. So um, he just said, okay, great. I'm taking my entire required minimum distribution, and I'm just having my my company, my retirement fund company, write it directly to Not Me California. And it, it not only does he not have to pay taxes on that required minimum distribution, but it, in his case, it'll actually help him uh, do better when he files his taxes than had he taken the RMD and then donated after. So he's just straight lining it to wow. Not Me California. So um, all that is something you're going to continue to hear a lot about. It's not going away. It's just going to grow bigger. So you, so you bring up a point. Okay, because it sounds to me like there's multiple ways of donating. Yes. You don't have to look at that watch. I <laughs> there's one on the wall. It's a really nice one. Yeah, but it's one. not as pretty. Well, I know. I, I didn't even am know I what, boring? I didn't even care what time it was. I, I didn't I just, think so. God, look am how I, pretty that is. Am I boring? <laughs> well, because you know, I deal with the Automotive Museum and what have you. And people donate property. They donate cars. Yeah. They donate all kinds of stuff. Yep. Are you at that level? Yeah, sure. You want to donate something? Well, I'm just saying, you know, because... A car or whatever. And then you have the option to either sell it or or what have you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about what's next. So that's Not Me California. Not Me CA. Well, that's our way. Not Me California. Yeah. Oh, you had a party and Alicia and I weren't invited? You were invited. I was not. Oh. My my apologies. That was Desi's department. One of your best outside salesperson. (laughs) Uh, San Diego County Gun Violence Reduction Community Needs Assessment Comprehensive Report. This is a 200-page, 204-page document. 204 pages. Um, What happened was the county said, hey, we want to spend six figures. Uh, We we thought about just throwing it down the toilet. But instead, what we're going to do is the next best best thing, almost identical. We're going to hire a totally biased firm. And we're going to study gun violence. Uh, you know how? What do we? You know how do we s- stop gun violence? So they did a number of things, um, and I the table of contents is two pages long. This thing is you know three pages long. So that's why you brought your computer. In. That's why I brought the computer. I spent the weekend reading this thing, and I got to tell you, we we showed up in mass uh, at their listening sessions. Uh, we flooded their email uh, with comments. We were very vocal. You know, um, I, we, we sent feedback to them. Uh, we talked to, uh, we did all kinds of things. We were very, very effective and all in all, it's not a horrible document. I was expecting a horrible document. It's not a great document. It's not even a good document, but it's not horrible. But part of the reason it's not horrible is because we, because of everything that we did. It, well, you, yeah, you did a good job. But for gun owners radio and, and, and San Diego County gun owners, this probably would be a horrible document. And we were actually mentioned a couple of times in here, as was Not Me, California. But I just wanted to go over a th- couple things and we'll, we'll chat about it. Um, let me just talk about the table of contents real quick. Let me get there. You want somebody to help you with that? Yeah. Alicia? No, not <laughs> Alicia. Alicia can she's, knock that thing out. always embarrassing me. Okay. So, you know, um, they have a fact sheet. They do an introduction on why they're doing it, the type of methods they use. Um, gun ownership, safety, and perceptions, which is, you know, some of the secondary data that they use. Uh, defensive gun use. They barely touch that. They barely touch defensive gun use, by the way. They didn't hear the first commercial on today's show? No, they didn't. And that was something that we continued to, to bring up. 
And when we we brought it up, it was like a deer in headlights. Well, no, they, they were like, like nah, what? Nah, nah, what do you nah, mean? Nah, yeah. nah. No, they, it was more like, what do you mean guns can be used in a positive manner? You know? So I see that they added something to it, but that was definitely because of us. And, and they were slightly dismissive. Only slightly. But the problem was it was they were dismissive in the way they were dismissive. It was like, well, there's just not a lot of data on that, and blah, 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 blah. So we're just not even going to talk about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Shouldn't the fact that there, you know, shouldn't that be one of the recommendations? Yeah, hello. You know, that, that there should be better data on it or, you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't yeah. you, you know, oh, well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, because it doesn't support our narrative, our preconceived narrative. Well, then give us half our six digits back. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Firearm-related injuries, emergency medical services, uh, supreme crime, oh, sorry, suspected crimes involving firearms. I think you're right the first time. Uh, <laughs> gun violence in the media, mass shootings. Three pages just of, of, of for a table of contents. And then there's uh, A through S for the appendix. Um, Do they at, at any point differentiate legal, not even talking about defensive, but legally properly registered, you know, following all their compliant laws, violence, right, in quotes, versus illegally acquired? Hmm. They didn't really go in. They really didn't go much into that at all. I mean, they really, and they kind of didn't care, you know? It really well, it wasn't. It doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their narrative. I mean, they were clearly hired to try to be anti-gun. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to emphasize that because of us, they weren't able really to paint the I was going to say, did they succeed? The we, we succeeded in making this document not horrible. Um, but let me tell you about some of the things that they did find out. Deaths, injuries, suspected crimes. Okay, 7 in 10. So 7 in 10, about 70% of firearms... Related deaths in San Diego County are suicides, 70%. So of all the people that died and a gun was involved, um, it was suicide. about 70% was a suicide. Could, about, you, could you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, that's actually uh, – it's a little higher. That percentage is a little higher um, in, uh, in San Diego than it is uh, uh, throughout the country. But I think what it is is this next number, about 3 in 10 or 30%, it's 28.9% actually, are homicides. And I think what it is is that we don't have a high suicide rate. We have a low homicide rate. Right. Now, what's the difference, you guys know, what's the difference between a homicide and a murder? All murders are homicides, mm-hmm. but not all homicides are murders. A murder uh, uh, speaks to intent. Well, I was just going to say, it speaks where, to intent. Where homicide is basically any time a life is taken. Yeah, like a so, drive-by. Or or it could be a, like a defensive gun use. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, illegal, you know, uh, life is that's still considered a, a homicide. Oh. Okay. So that's time already? What? All right, cool. Okay, We're going to so talk more about this. Are we going to? No, we're going to talk about this document. Are we going to pay the- Alicia to fact check and give her six figures? <laughs> That'd be great. Because <laughs> somebody's got to fact check this. I, uh, I can give her six figures, but it's all going to be on the other side of the decimal. <laughs> all six of those figures. Don't touch that it's dial, folks. Sad. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961. AM 1170. Will you cut with the drums? The answer. <laughs> Just can't you put a lullaby on or I think something? it's Philip C. Souza. 
Is it F Philip Seas? Are we back to this again? Come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, you got to listen to it too. I love this song. But you got to stay in your chair and quit That's, marching around. You got it. Easy. Wearing a little hat. Wearing a little hat. Ah, oh, cute. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring oh, Orange County. I'm way off. It's John Philip Souza. <laughs> <laughs> what did you so say? I was Philip something Souza. I knew I knew there were like three, you know, anyway. Okay, next Sunday, your phone is at the door. <laughs> Alicia, she keeps hers. Again. There he is. You ever seen a picture of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that mustache. All right, go ahead. You battle the bone. All right, sorry. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the organization to help get more pro-Second Amendment officials elected. So become a member today. ocgunowners.com slash join. You have to uh, train your your, uh, mustache, Dave, to be... I know. A John Philip Sousa? Yeah. Yeah. Work on that. Well, that's a, you know, mine's a mine's a Van Dyke. I don't think it was. See, I look like a, I look like a criminal when I do that. No, I tried it. I almost arrested myself. I don't know what you look like now. You look like a look like a circus strongman or something. I do, don't I? That I know. Nineteen twenties, twenties. Yeah. All right, so we're going over this document that was produced. We've we've determined what what we already knew. The vast majority of deaths where there's a gun involved are suicides, and then after that are homicides. Homicides. Um, hey, if somebody wants to read this, is it public someplace? Uh, we'll probably end up sending it out. I don't know. I, they just sent me a copy. I don't know. I would imagine if it was bad, yeah. then it would have been on the front page of the Union Tribune. So here's, uh, well, so here's, so, so let's see, 6.6 um, uh, per 100,000. San Diego County rate of firearms related deaths, 6.6 per 100,000. Okay, so that's less, of course, than than uh, that's less than a, a percent. That's like a hundredth of a percent, right? Six point six. This, this report's not going well. <laughs> well, the California. Well, this is kind of interesting. This this part this is why I'm reading. The interesting part is that the California rate is eight point zero, so we're six point six. We're much lower. Yeah. And the national rate is thirteen point seven, and I would imagine in California, if you took out uh, L.A. You know, Sacramento. if you took San out San Francisco, uh, 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 what's the uh, what's the Oakland? Yeah, uh, in California, it'd be much lower. If in nationally, if you took out uh, Chicago, uh, it'd be much lower. You know, it's all very very concentrated. Fifty six point three percent firearm related homicide rate increase from twenty seventeen through twenty twenty two. Fifty three or fifty six point three percent. The suicide rate decreased by eighteen percent. Okay, so the Homicide rate went up significantly, and, and the suicide, went suicide down. decreased fairly significantly. But that goes against all the other reports about COVID causing suicide to go as high as it went. No, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. That's why I'm here. 19% firearm-related injury hospitalizations rate increased from 2016 to 2020. So 2016 to 2020, there was a 19% increase in people who were injured by a firearm. That's why you need more training. Well, it could be, but it could also be that this gang member shot this other gang member and he didn't die. Yeah. You know he what I mean? More training. It could have been. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it. <clears throat> don't, I don't, don't come to any of our guys for more training. No, not, just not to Dave. Yeah. yeah. 64% firearm-related crime rate increase from 2017 
through 2021. Uh, it's mostly assault and robbery. So the firearm-related crime rate increase from 2017 to 2021 was a 64% increase, uh, which is high. Um, but it was mostly assault and robbery. Now, these are some pretty big numbers, right? 70% you know, were suicide, 30% were homicide, and this huge increase in assault and robbery. And They did this whole study, okay? Spent six figures, this whole study. Um, guess how many over, over from 2017 to 2022? So that's five years. In five years, how many actual deaths by firearm in San Diego County were there? That's suicide and homicide. So total, the whole thing, how many deaths are we talking? Mm-hmm. I don't have a computer. I, I, so again, well, I know you don't, but just, I, I mean, all these huge numbers, you would think like, wow, they're doing a whole study on this. You know, they'd spend all this money. It's got to be huge. 1,310. In five Thir- years? 13 to, in five, spread out over five years. Now, it is sad and tragic when anyone well, a doubt. dies, you know, you know, with, of, of unnatural causes. You know, anytime someone is killed. Well, is when you stop and think or, about it, you don't hear on radio or TV how many people are shot and killed in San Diego. Well, I, I think this is one big. Uh, so that number kind of fits. It fits, but I think it's 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 something about this report that isn't going to get talked about. The fact that the anti-gun crowd um, acts like you know oh. every time you walk out the door, there's a bullet flying by yeah. your head, and they're wrong. This totally. is this is pure garbage that they're trying to feed. Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do more to prevent suicide. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do more to prevent murders. We should. One is tragic. But 1,305 years, and they, they're doing, going through this whole firearm-related injuries in San Diego County from 2016 to 2020. 2016 to 2020. So that's still that's a four-year uh, you know, uh, uh, time period, a little bit different time period. 1,367, 1,367 injuries. Injuries. Now, again, when, when, because, you know, Alicia and Dave and I, we're all law abiding people. Mm-hmm. When we think of a firearm injury, right, we're thinking. Is that a slide bite? Does that, does that count? A what? A slide bite? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they included right? that. I, but we're thinking of like, you know, oh my gosh, some kind of negligent discharge or something. Right. Somebody did something careless. Maybe mm-hmm. they were cleaning their gun or whatever. But remember, a, a firearm related injury could also be something that was supposed to be a murder. You know, mm-hmm. so but still, one thousand three hundred sixty-seven. So they looked at uh, 2,600, 2,600 instance instances, and this is what they had to produce. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, but at least they wrote it down. So you have the. Do you, how did you find that? So, so to answer Dave's question, it is it is findable um, online. I did have to. It, I did have to go through about four websites to get it. I kept getting that click here to view report. It would take me to another another. Well, they like to do op ed, and then it would take me. You know, so if you just search gun violence reduction mm-hmm. community needs assessment, it'll it'll take you there. It is a PDF file. Now here's some information that's uh, a little a little meatier, uh, maybe even uncomfortable for some folks. Uh, firearm homicide rate for black residents is 9.9 times greater than white residents. So that means that uh, the homicide rate in the black community in San Diego is 10 times as much as, as white residents. Firearm homicide rate for Hispanic residents is two and a half times greater than for white residents. Um, firearm suicide rate 
for white residents is 2.2 times greater uh, than for black residents. And then firearm suicide rate for white residents is 5.9 times greater than Hispanic residents. So what are we trying to say here? And by the way, the firearm-related homicide rate is highest among 25 to 44-year-olds. Mm-hmm. The firearm-related suicide rate is highest among people who are over 65. So what, are we, what, what does this mean? It means that the vast majority of suicides, the 70%, are uh, in the white community and they're over 65. Um, I believe I saw somewhere in here. I'm not seeing it right in front of me. I believe that uh, they're predominantly male as well. So, um, and they also produced a report that showed like the concentration and it was East County. So if you're wondering, okay, 70% of these gun deaths, you know, of these 1300 gun deaths over five years, 70% of them were suicides. Who, who and where? Well, they're older, they're white, they're actually senior citizens. They're senior citizen, they're white, they're male, and they probably live in East County. Did they did drugs ever come into these numbers? In other words, the deaths Not that of, I found. of the black community or the Hispanic community. It wasn't really no, but th- so but let's talk about the the uh, they did talk about the firearms related homicide rate is highest among twenty five to forty four year olds. Right. So drugs have got to be in there somewhere. Well, I don't know what you mean, like drug deal going bad. So it was. Cl- well, I don't know if they got that, but it was clearly crime. Yeah, so that's where we're going. Twenty five to forty four year olds. You know, and it's it's much greater in the black and his, in Hispanic community. Right. And in that that same map where they show the concentration of it, it was in areas where there's there's a where, high crime rate where you would expect it. So the the so who's the other group of people? Well, it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, black and Hispanic uh, men, uh, twenty five to forty four year old in high crime. It, it's reasonable to think that okay, the 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 homicide deaths. Are, are criminals. They're probably murders. Um, there aren't a lot of, there probably aren't a lot of defensive gun uses in San Diego because there just aren't a lot of, uh, unless you count, I should say, there aren't a lot, there are probably a lot of defensive gun uses, but not a lot of them where they actually have to pull the trigger and, and shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of that. Um, but uh, most of the murders are, are, are crime related, which sounds funny, right? Of course, murder is crime. Well, what what, mm-hmm. what what we're saying here is that these are career criminals, mm-hmm. probably killing career criminals <clears throat> as a part of their career of being a criminal, and more than once. So, if you die in San Diego County, and a gun was involved, you were an old white East County man who killed himself, or you were a young Hispanic or black man who was probably committing a crime. Wow. So that's the breakdown. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering, you know, what the actual breakdown is, mm-hmm. that's what it is statistically. Statistically. Anyway, what are your thoughts on that so far, guys? Ladies first. The suicide part, like I was you know when I was searching to find the document, that was I was trying to catch up to where Mike was reading from and I did find the area that he was referencing as far as the suicides and I was surprised. I didn't anticipate or seeing uh, that East County connection. It was it listed Ramon and Alpine as being, if I recall, the two highest. Let me go back to that page. Well, um, while, you, while you're doing that, I had a very good friend of mine got diagnosed with cancer, mm. came home, pulled out his gun, went in the backyard and shot himself. I mean, he didn't even give, I mean, didn't talk to his wife, didn't talk to his family, just because he didn't want to have to deal with cancer. Mm-hmm. He ended it, which could relate to that 65 
an older demographic. Oh, for sure. So one more thing before we go to commercial in on July, uh, on July. I'll just pick a date. 25th. July 25th, the uh, the county board is going to talk about this. So what you want to do is keep an eye on San Diego County Gun Owners' emails and Gun Owners' radio. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, they're going to talk about this report, and we're going to continue our efforts to make sure that nothing nothing horrible comes from this. Or if they don't, kink it. Exactly. Very we want to be there and, and make sure our voices are heard and uh, continue to make sure that they don't use this against us. When clearly it supports so many of the things that we've been saying. Yeah. They even talk about uh, Not Me as a possible um, help to reduce. Um, uh, you, you know, know, I'm starting to get a little bit more confidence in this report. Well, but the report wouldn't be the report if it wasn't, it wasn't for, us. for us. Exactly. So if this stuff doesn't just happen. And when we when we send an email out and say, hey, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. Yeah. It's not. This doesn't help. This doesn't happen without just you. just blowing smoke. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. We could talk. We probably could spend. We could probably spend the entire show just talking about that report. I got to tell you. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll bring it up again next week and talk more about I, it. I think we should, unless you got some more important stuff to talk about. Well, we got some people that are calling in. How the heck with them? <laughs> this is FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you ever wanted to get a pilot's license here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in San Diego or in the world as far as that goes. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deals just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with instructors. Yep, you get to fly. Let's try to wave at you. Normally, $400 for listeners is $350. Getting started is easy. Then you could give them a call at 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with STFTI, 858-569-1822. You need a grease board. A grease board. I don't even know what that is. That, are, we, can, are we talking about spaghetti again? No, so you can write stuff down for oh. notes. You know, for Alicia. Oh, I used to have one of those when I was when I scuba dived. Yeah, like help. I don't know. I haven't scuba dived in years. Imagine they just text each other now and under underwater. Probably. <laughs> I get you a text underwater. It's twenty twenty three, Dave. I'm still under thumb know. drives. I'm still in grease pencils. I know. <laughs> I like thumb drives. Oh, by the way, I love my pencils. But I don't want to hear anything out of you. <laughs> Jeez. He's ornery today, isn't he? <laughs> He's kind of. Hey, I'm going to bring you a pencil, and you will love this thing to death. All right, fair enough. Telling me I was three years old. Calm down. I don't know what that means. Oh, All what's right. that triangle one? Yeah. Okay. Bad right. bone. So Alicia has a guest here. She does. Yes, I do. Who you got? All right. So do we have Carlos. Carlos, are you there? Hello. Hey, hey Carlos. I'm there. Fantastic. So Carlos, you know, they, they we had so you know the lack of gun shows here in San Diego has has hurt, right? So up in Orange County, they were successfully able to get a gun show kicked off. And uh, we're here talking to Carlos today about the success of the OC gun show. So, Carlos, how you doing? Great. How you all doing? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So tell me hey, a little bit about... just to make sure, can yeah. you all hear me? Uh, I got a little bit of noise background. I just want to make sure. So if I need to move, let me know now. No, we can hear you really well. Perfect. Perfect. So right. I'm down in Laughlin, uh, actually, right now. 
um, I'm down by the river. It's so beautiful. It's uh, very rare I get to be down uh, near where I live. But no, you're right. The lack of gun shows has been uh, it's been uh, pretty pretty relevant right there in California for quite some time. I mean, obviously they changed laws to try and make it so it's hard for us to get in there, and so it's made us be a little bit crafty. And so, as you can tell, just finding people that are willing to work with us that's that's been the one thing. I mean, we've been finding a lot of good folks down there in San Diego and even in Santa Clara, um, down over in Orange County. I mean, just about everywhere. I mean, shoot, if 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 anything, I mean, right now, if y'all anybody out there has a building, you're out in California, y'all are listening, and you think we can get this thing uh, zoned in or you already have an event hall, give us a call. I mean, we are willing to listen. I mean, we're we're willing to grow. We prove we can do it. I mean, we started small, and now we're wanting to grow it out there. So I mean, if y'all are listening, the phone number is 650-520-6002. That's 650-520-6002. And I, I can tell you right now, in the communities that we've come in, it's been a wonderful welcoming. We've had so much outpour of support. People just saying, you know what, we're here just to support a gun show. And it's been awesome. They know it's been difficult. Fantastic. You know, we had uh, we had another company kick off a, a gun show for us just a few weeks ago here in San Diego, and there was rumor of uh, protesters in opposition, but we didn't. It didn't really seem to come to fruition. Did you experience any negativity at all? You know what? No, I'm surprised. I mean, <laughs> we love our protesters. I mean, I'm not joking. You they they do better advertising for us than we do. <laughs> I think they I think they figured it out because we didn't have any at ours either, and I think everybody was expecting at least somebody with a sign or something, but we had nothing. Nothing but support. Yeah, you know, I had uh, protesters show up for us at an event in Mesa, Arizona, not too long ago, and I can tell you right now, it was great. I had so many people showing up, and they're asking, Where, where's the protesters at? We only showed up because we saw on Facebook there were protesters, and they're showing up with their gun, pro-gun shirts. It was awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. So where, so where exactly was this event held up in Orange County? What's that? Where was the event held up there in Orange County? So, hold on. Let me pull up the address. Sorry. Well, was it like a, conf- uh, a convention center or something like that? Oh, the one I was just speaking of right now? The yeah. one, um, uh-huh. That was Mesa, Arizona, where we had the protesters. Mm-hmm. And the, the Orange County? What's the locale of that one? Well, it's coming up, right? The Orange County gun show is actually coming, coming up. up. Yeah, yeah they haven't done it yet. They haven't done gotcha. it yet. That one's the one that's coming up. Where's it going to be? So, we have that one... I'm sorry. I'm in 18 cities. I'm trying to pull it up right now. <laughs> You're too, I feel kind of embarrassed. You're too close yeah. to the water. <laughs> the glare in the sun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Uh, do you have an address? That, well, he's looking it up, Dave. Give him a minute. Well, he's so not, we're at AZ Gun Radio. What? what? AZGunRadio.com. AZ. That's the what, yeah. So these the same gentleman that put on a show down here in San Diego for us. Okay, gotcha. Yes. All right. So while you're looking that up, throw us the dates as well so we can make so sure to support you. I know it was an American Legion. I just wanted to make sure I got the post right. I know these folks are very, very specific. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the one at 143 South Lemon Street. That's in uh, Orange County. Perfect. And what are the dates? 
so this one is going to be on the July 8th, July 9th. Saturday, we're going to be open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Are you going to that, Mike? I'm not sure yet. I was just actually I was just looking at the uh, the flyer that came, and uh, uh, we're going to see if we can uh, we're, we're going to see if we can participate. Out. We'd love to. Um, but uh, I think it's great that you guys are having a show. Your show in San Diego went well, and we're mm-hmm. looking to have uh, consistent shows in San Diego and grow them and get even even uh, even better. And we uh, we really appreciated the symposium that you that you let us put on in the gun show. But the uh, Orange County one looks fantastic, and I think that uh, um, I know that folks up in Orange County are really really looking forward to having a, a gun show again. So thank you so much. No, no, thank you guys. You know, I really enjoyed having you guys down there. I mean, it really felt great and seeing some of the crowd that you guys brought in. Again, seeing that support. I mean, they heard the voice from you guys. I mean, you're the trusted voice down here and uh, mm-hmm. down in San Diego and California area. I mean, they. And so when you sound telling everybody you're going to be down there, they're like, "Wow, really? There's a gun show. Can't believe it." And, I mean, and- it felt really great with some of the folks y'all bring. And well, what did, what we're did you think? Gonna, we're definitely going to promote it up in Orange County. Mm-hmm. So all our Orange County listeners, just like Dave said, show up yeah. just to show up. Yeah, just, just to, show up to show up. Yeah, just, just be just like, hey, fight. how much is it to get in? So at this one, it's fifteen for the event. No, so now, fifteen bucks is nothing. Just, you're saying just to show up. I mean, one, we're going to give you a lot of reasons to show up. I mean, you never know what you're going to find in there. I mean, you've seen at the last place just so much different things that are coming in. I mean, from um, bulk ammunition to, uh, you know, hard-to-find ammunition, magazines. That's a big thing for you all down there, hard, find, trying to find the right magazine for, you know, that's legal down in California. I got a guy down there from hard-to-find. I mean, that guy brings a ton from every caliber to just about every manufacturer. If you look at the scopes, I mean, we got the Osprey lineup. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, I mean, they get some good quality American scopes that they got bringing in. I mean, of course, we're going to have our AR parts. You know, we've got Betty Huang. She's very, very, um, um, I guess you could say, popular in the area down over there. Oh, if you're looking for parts, she's going to be in there. But then also, we have some stuff that's a little bit different that not everybody has there. Like, for instance, we have Thomas uh, from Infinite Products. Okay. So this guy comes out. He has different kinds of threaded barrels, muzzles, muzzle brakes. And then he has, like, this little deflector. It's kind of cool. So meant to save your ears and i mean obviously you can get stuff you know pay for a stamp and everything else get a silencer this one is a different you don't need a stamp for it this basically deflects that's deflects all of that noise and everything from the gun away from you all, all that all that burst and energy away from you so i mean it's a it's a great product i got the opportunity to uh to actually see somebody try it out and, and yeah it, it, it's uh, it goes just as it says you know who uses those a lot is uh like SWAT teams um, that are doing close quarter stuff, they want that blast to go away from them because mm-hmm. they're in a hallway or something like that. <coughs> close and, uh, spaces. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys are having that. Yeah. Hey, what did you think of our symposium idea? Because you don't see that at gun shows very often. No, not at all. I actually like that. I like it because then it brings in people to have a little bit of a breakup from, I guess, the normal crowd. Mm-hmm. You get to get in there and get information. I mean, I love that. Well, a limo and a ticket, and Mike's there. <laughs> well, I was supposed to was a little bit more. We'd love to. <laughs> I'm a one-man symposium. Yes, you are. <laughs> or you can buy him a watch. Well, how can they find you guys online, and uh, what can they do to help spread the word? Well, 
If you want to find us online, you, there's two ways. I mean, the fast way is to find us on Facebook. That's AZ Gun Radio. And just go ahead and like and share us. Or you can go to our website. It's at azgunradio.com. And uh, you'll see our up-and-coming calendar right now. We've got more dates, more cities planned right there in California, as well as a few others in a few other states as well, too, coming up. We got one coming up, like I said, in Laughlin. I'm getting one uh, at the end of September, actually. So I started picking cities I want to go on vacation in, and I saw they had an REO Speedwagon concert coming up in Laughlin. And I said, shoot, we're doing a gun show there. Nice. The yeah, Speedwagon. So September. Yep. Cool, man. Thanks. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you much. You're the best. Let's make sure that we support that show. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Is that your theme song? That's a good one. Macaroni. It's, yeah, macaroni. Oh, we eat macaroni? That's twice. We talk food. Oh, yeah. Last hour of this hour. Gun Hunters Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. It was both pasta. I know. Did you say spell it? Macaroni? P-A-S-E. Oh. Hey, Inland Empire Gun Hunters. That's another fantastic group. And you know, you can join all of them. You don't have to just stick with one. I mean, $10. Come on. How bad could it be? Right. Inland Empire Gun Hunters strives to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right. Yeah, I got somebody. Somebody actually started following after we talked about this. About what? Watches? Yeah, my watch watching. Somebody actually, uh, well, somebody that. heard us on the radio. <laughs> Funny thing. They we have a listener. Thank we have listener. a listener. Uh, all right, subscribe and win. Winning or winners, prizes, and events. Winning. Subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner is Tyler Stark. Tyler Stark. How come I've never won? Are you subscribed? Of course. Well, I got an applause. Tyler beat you out. Tyler, congratulations. You're going to win some cool swag, Gun Owners Radio. You're going to want to email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or your Gun Owners Radio hat. Free training for members announced on the 9th. CCW Next Steps with CCW USA. You're going to learn about other things you need to know about the CCW lifestyle after you get your permit with Joe Dramisi. He's teaching this class. It's actually excellent, excellent curriculum. Uh, I've, I've been through the class, and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, we have a ton of, of training in San Diego. We're blessed yeah, this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it, it's a lot of the same classes that other people, so it's a little bit different look, uh, but, but it's basically the same level or same curriculum. So, you know, you get uh, some basics, you, you, you take the, the class you have to take to get your CCW, um, and then there's not a whole lot after that. There's some pretty advanced stuff. 
this is really an interesting class for someone who just got their CCW or maybe they've they've only had their CCW, most of us have only had our CCW for, what, five five years or so. Um, this is a, okay, you're, you're good at marksmanship. You know, you've been carrying for a year or two or whatever. Um, you know, uh, this is this is things you need to know to be a concealed carry person, not just marksmanship. I, I think, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. We we spend way too much. Mm-hmm. We spend too high a percentage of our training time on marksmanship. And I don't know that if it's too high. I think just not enough of the other stuff. Well, I like right. I like all the marksmanship there you go. stuff. I like it too. That's why I was trying to. I, I didn't want to say we spend too much time. <laughs> Well, that's why I kind of I, I, I didn't say too much time. So I said too much percentage. I think our per, our percentage of our free time is not high enough in training, and the percentage of the time that we spend training is not high enough in non marketing I think you should move on. <laughs> Next, time. I'm going to produce my own 200 page report. I think he should. All right. <clears throat> anyway, the point is. Go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe to our email list, and you might win this really cool class. And Ken, if you want a shirt, go to that website and get a shirt. Yeah. Who? One of our listeners. He keeps beating me up for a shirt. Oh. Come on, Ken. Come on, Ken. Yeah. You can do it. All right, here we're, okay. We're, so we're doing a curtain call, right? We have one. We do. Fire away. What's hold cur- on? Go ahead. Hold on. Brandon has something special. The latest news stories. The latest news stories. Insightful perspectives. Insightful perspectives. It's time for a curtain call. That was awesome. <laughs> Brendan, that was awesome, He's man. He's so good. He is so good. Happy 4th of July. Thank Aww. you so much, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Brendan. That was cute. All That's right. it. All right, let's move on to the next, no. right, next one. Right. <laughs> so we do. We have We have a, it's, it's a real, a real, it's, I don't even, ooh, there's so much. So, uh, well, let me start. We have an on-the-phone guest, Raul. Raul, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Fantastic. So, Raul, just to kind of lead into it, Raul, I'm going to give you all the glory to, to tell your story, but just a really quick by way of intro. So, we had a, a real-life uh, defensive use of a firearm that Raul was involved in, and the defensive use of his firearm is what helped to save not only his life, but the, the lives of those around him um, at a party. And ironically, the date... Uh, you know, the date of today um, is ironic, and um, and I'm, I'm glad that we have you here on the air, Raul. So, Raul, just really quick Thank intro. You. Uh, you were concealed carrying that day, and so that we know you're a carrier. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, your history of firearms? Like, you know, how did it start? When did you train? How young were you when you first started? Yeah, actually, I was uh, born and raised in California, uh, and I was introduced to firearms at a very young age, probably about six years old uh, when I first uh, shot my first firearm. Uh, my dad pretty much being a big you know, enthusiast. And, you know, that's when he introduced me. And of course, you know, along with that comes like the firearm safety and everything. So I remember as a kid just uh, shooting my first firearm and just watching, you know, my dad and my uncles. And after that, like I, I was just hooked. I wanted to know everything about it. You know, I just wanted to be around them. And so that's, you know, when my dad kind of stepped in and just always just gun safety, gun safety, gun safety. And, you know, I really appreciate that because that's fundamentally the most important part. That's where, you know, firearms get the bad reputation, you know. Uh, But with that being said, uh, I was probably in my, I was probably like 19, 20 when I decided to leave uh, the state of California, went to Arizona 
and that's where I've been for the last 14, 15 years, uh, married. I have uh, three daughters. Uh, I had two daughters at the time of the incident. Uh, my wife was seven months pregnant uh, when this whole mass shooting incident happened. But thankfully, you know, I survived. My family survived, and I was able to meet, you know, my newborn child. And, you know, with that, I've never had professional training. It's always been just huge enthusiasts, uh, just asking questions, you know, from like my older sibling, you know, my older brother, my dad, and but nothing ever, you know, formally like going to a training class or anything. Uh, I did not serve in the military. I was I've never been law enforcement. So you're just a regular you know, guy. Your, just your average dad, husband, mm-hmm. average Joe with no, you know, military law enforcement background. Just you know, at the end of the day, just a good guy with a gun. I love it. Perfect. So let's set the stage a little bit. So at the, the time, the date was uh, July 3rd of 2022. July 3rd, correct. 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 So, you know, so you were you were at a party with your family. So it was you and your wife and your children and, and friends. And it sounds like the, uh, there were some other children there as well. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so tell me, you know, so kind of tell me, I, in, in our, there's an article. In the article, um, there's some information given. But I want to hear firsthand from you. What did you see? What did you hear? Kind of how did the, the the circumstances unfold? Well, yeah, everything uh, unfolded in the kitchen. Uh, the crazy thing is that my wife was sitting like two seats away from the shooter. And my wife saw when he got up from his bar stool. So the, the, the thing is, uh, neighbor, we were outside lighting fireworks. He came, introduced himself, and made small talk. And eventually, you know, a while later when we made our way inside the house, he made himself, you know, he pretty much followed or went in after. And, you know, the 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 homeowner or the host, you know, being a good neighbor, friendly neighbor, you know, he, okay, you know, I met you outside. Would you like something to eat, something to drink? So that's where, you know, he sat down at the kitchen island and they served him a food, a plate, a plate of food and some something to drink. And that's pretty much what it all started. In the middle of eating, he just kind of got up from his bar stool, pulled out a uh, semi-automatic uh, pistol, and just started opening fire. First, per- first victim. He just was literally right in front of, right in front of him on the other side of the bar of the kitchen island. He fired two rounds. Uh, he died instantly. One of the rounds just pretty much hit him dead center in the neck, and he just bled out right there and hit the ground. Uh, as soon as I hear that first gunshot, I'm probably about 10 feet away in the dining area. You know, my back is facing the shooter and everybody in the kitchen. But as soon as I heard those gunshots, I turned. And as soon as I turned, he actually, I was the next victim. He caught me in the side of the head and, you know, pretty much went by my right earlobe and just went through my whole face and came on my left eye. Uh, I think it was at the perfect angle because it didn't hit my brain. It didn't hit any major, you know, nothing. It just fractured, you know, my jaw, my nose, my eye socket and took out my left eye. And luckily it missed any nerve or any, anything important to my right eye. So I still, you know, I still kept that vision. I still have that vision, thankfully. But that's when my wife, you know, she hit the ground because she's literally sitting right next to the shooter. And as soon as he kind of makes his way towards the kitchen or the living room to continue fire at everybody there, he, my wife, you know, runs to me, tries to get me up. 
she grabs my face and turns my head towards her. She, that's where she sees, you know, I'm bleeding. Blood covered, you know, my whole face is just covered in blood. And that's where she just decides or, you know, says, you know what? I can't get him up. My husband is dead. Now I got, you know, two beautiful girls I need to go worry about. And that's where, you know, she actually runs to the bedroom where she knows where the kids were. And that's where she barricades the door and, you know, hides a total of five kids in the closet. Hey, Raul, hold on a sec. Raul, yeah, no worries. Can we, this is a great point. Can we pause here, take a quick break, and have you back yeah. in the next segment? Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend nope. against the, uh, an attack? Wait, you wait a minute. An attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? Nope. Thank you. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented for women. Led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. Sign up. Go to notmesd.org, notmesd.org. All right, already. Thank you, Brandon. All right. So we have, Roll, are you still there with us? I'm still here. Fantastic. Let's pick up where we left off. So you stated that, and, and by the way, I'd just like to take a moment and acknowledge, I couldn't imagine what your wife was feeling, seeing what she saw and having to make that decision. You know, that, that she couldn't, she had to kind of, she had to make a decision. And, uh, right. and as a parent, that's, you know, I commend her. That's tough. So she, she took, she went to the room where you stayed, there were children and, um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to go ahead and have you pick up from there, please. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, yes, uh, she did something really courageous. She had the option of running out the door. A lot of people did, unfortunately. But uh, she decided, you know, to go run to the bedroom. She found my two daughters, three other kids, and she put them in the closet, threw clothes on top of them, and barricaded the door with the dresser and just told them to be quiet no matter what. So as she's waiting there for the shooter to break down the door and possibly, you know, murder her and hopefully not find the children. You know, she just waits there. You know, I could only imagine the worst is running through her mind. You know, but as this is happening, the shooter, uh, he's running towards the living room where everybody's trying to run out the door. He just starts opening fire at everybody, just, you know, running out the front door. That's where, you know, others were wounded, uh, shot in the back, shot in the arm. And actually, one of them was shot in the leg. And, you know, he unfortunately couldn't make it out the door. Uh, that's where he actually just walks up to him and as, you know, this friend is, you know, begging for his life, letting, uh, you know, asking him, why is he doing this? You know, I'm married. I got kids. Uh, he didn't care. He just, you know, raises his pistol back up and just murders him, just shoots him in the top of the head and executes him. <sighs> so as everybody else ran out the door, he makes his way towards the master bedroom. You know, you have three women in there and the two children. Yeah, three women and two children hiding in there. So, you know, he shoots down the door, breaks it down, goes through, and that's where the homeowner, uh, the female homeowner, uh, she decides to, uh, you know, mama bear kicks in and just decides it's either 
fight him off or just we all die here. So she decides to try to fight him off. She grabs his arm, tries to take away his pistol, and she's actually able to make him empty out his magazine. So as he's trying to, you know, the wrestling, she's pointing the gun away from her, and, you know, all the remaining bullets are shot. Meanwhile, that's happening, though. She does get shot, unfortunately. She got shot about three times in the arm, once in the leg. But crazy, crazy how, you know, she was still courageous, still was able to gather the strength to just say, hey, I'm going to fight him, you know? So she is able to do that. And but when I got out of the hospital, she actually had mentioned that she was yelling out my name. She was yelling out my name because she knew I concealed, you know, a firearm religiously. So she knew that about me. Mm -hmm. So she told me, she's like, I was yelling out your name, roll, roll, help, help. But little did she know I was already shot in the head and most likely dead. Well, one of the girls in the master, well, that was in the master bedroom with her, uh, she actually finds an AR. She finds a rifle, couldn't load it, you know, no training, but she at least does the next best thing, and she grabs it and runs out, and she starts striking the gunman, you know, with the uh, rifle. Uh, starts striking them, and, you know, they're all fighting and wrestling, and, and honestly, by God's glory, this is the point where, you know, my eyes open, my eyes open, I'm in the, you know, dining room area, and I'm hearing screams, I'm, you know, just hearing this battle, and that's where I had to decide what I'm going to do, you know, I just got shot in the head, my chances of living are, you know, poor to none, and it's either I can run outside and hopefully get medical attention and possibly survive, or continue to risk my life and, you know, go towards those screams. And I did what any, you know, loving father, loving husband, you know, loving friend would do. And I ran towards those screams, you know, I pulled out my 45 and I just made my way towards that room. And as soon as I saw him, I just laid four shots on him, you know, killing him instantly. So the threat just ended right then and there. That's amazing. Can I, I'm just curious. So your eyes opened, were you aware? Were you sitting there thinking to myself, my God, I just got shot. I'm barely alive. You know, how conscious of your situation were you? Or, or was it pure adrenaline or talk a little bit about that? It, it honestly was, uh, I can't, it, it's such a blur. It felt like a dream, but it was adrenaline and I don't feel it was myself. You know, I, I know I'm willing to always put my life on the line for my family, and that's without a doubt. I don't even have to think twice about it. But I just feel like something just gave me the strength. Like, I, I just can't explain it. Like, I can't sit here and tell you this is exactly. I just cannot explain it. Something, I mean, I'm bleeding out. I, I should still be laid out on the floor. But something got me up. You know, so if how, that's what you want to call adrenaline or if you want to call, if you want to say that's, you know, God. And honestly, I, I'm thinking it's a combination of both. But honestly, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian and I do believe, you know, in God. I do believe, you know, he was there with me that night and he wasn't ready to let me go. And I mean, this evil's everywhere evil's there. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. The only thing we can do 
to just have our faith in God and go the extra mile and be prepared. That's so where how have, you know how have you changed as a person? Like what what has gone on inside you that has changed? Um, you know, since this happened, I mean, you know, is the grass greener? Is the the you know water wetter? You know what I mean? Like what what has this you, done to you as a person? You learn to appreciate every day. You learn to appreciate the things that matter most. Uh, you know, we, we all get busy in our daily lives and we neglect the things that should matter the most, you know, because you feel, oh, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it this weekend. You know, I, I have three daughters now and it's kind of like, hey, let's do this, daddy. And it's just kind of like, oh, we'll wait until Saturday. I'm tired. Like, no, like certain things cannot wait. You know, it's like tomorrow's not promised. Ten minutes from now, it's not promised. So you learn to appreciate just opening your eyes every morning, you know, just seeing, you know, my, my kids, you know, those things, you just learn to that nothing else matters in this world. But, you know, my family, my kids' smiles and their well-being and just all of us waking up in the morning. How, you are, know? So how, you are, your kids, how are your kids and your wife after all this? Uh. I mean, I would say like anybody else would be after an incident like this, you know, they're scarred, you know, we're all scarred, but you know, we're going to get through it as a family. We talk about it and we know what's out there, the evil that's out there. And now we got to be prepared to, you know, face it with equal force. So, I mean, we go training. I know my youngest daughter, not my newborn, but you know, before my youngest daughter, my middle child, uh, very scared after the fact. You know, we went shooting and, you know, she heard the gunshots and she broke down and started panicking. And, you know, she kind of ran out, tried to run off and we had to stop the whole thing. But that's like why I had to step in and, you know, talk to her and just tell her like, hey, toughen up. We're going to get through this. You know what's out there. You know, luckily we survived, but this is why we survived. And this is what we're going to continue to do. It's like get over your fear and we're going to train. Because the bad guy, the bad person, the evil is not going to think twice before they, you know, try to harm you. So we got to be prepared no matter what. So just, you know, little things. We're getting through it. And just hopefully, you know, I'm, we'll never get over it. But time will help heal. Man, I guess that's it. I'm curious, Raul, in hindsight, you mentioned that, the, that this gentleman, if you want to call him that, approach you're gathering your friends the party was there any in, in hindsight anything that y- you saw that was off or that anybody observed or noticed or was it really out of nowhere were there any was, was there anything that you could have seen or that no. you looked the other way on no uh not no i mean no there was about 20 30 of us and i would have hoped one of us would have seen something off but but no I mean, nothing. I mean, to this day, I'm not losing sleep over it, but we still don't know what the motive was. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I don't care. But I do get quite, you know, they do ask a lot. A lot of people ask me, like, why did he do it? What is the motive? Motive is unknown. To this day, you know, the detective, police reports, you know, it still just says motive unknown. So do you carry every day? Oh, definitely. So let me ask a question, since with this, with the temperature going around the country right now, right. if somebody does what you do, they arrest you first before they even dig into it. 
what was the response of law enforcement in the city you lived in? Uh, I live in Arizona. We're a constitutional carry. Uh, I mean, the response was great. No complaints. Of course, uh, any law enforcement going into a situation like this, mind-blowing. I mean, my city is not where there's shootings all the time and, you know, anything like that. You know, calm, retired, you know, where retired people go to, you know, we call them snowbirds. So right next to my city, it's a sun city. It's a retiring community. Uh, We get a lot of snowbirds. They they leave in the summers because they get too hot, but then they come back in the winter because the temperature is perfect. So I'm right next door. So calm. So, I mean, I I think, you know, the response was great. Nice work, Raul. Absolutely. God's definitely on your side, let me tell you. Thank you, Raul. Thank you. All right. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. It is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, Mike's packed and ready to go. So if he's anywhere near the station, stay clear. A lot of, co- excuse me, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. But yet your website really looks good, but not getting you any customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand. What do you do and how to buy from you? Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Visit SageTree.com and click on the Schedule an Appointment button. That's SageTree.com and click on the Schedule a Call button. And if I don't hear the theme for the United States Army... Brendan is in serious trouble. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, you better go. You guys have a theme? Well, of course we do. Oh. I mean, he's already done the Air Force. He's already done the Coast Guard. He's yeah. already done the Navy. That was the Marine Corps, right? I know, but he hasn't come up with. I just need to get the Space Force theme, and we're all set, too. <laughs> yeah, you would do that. You would put <laughs> yeah, that I on. would. I would. Jeez. I'll bet you Philip C. Sousa didn't write the Space <laughs> Force. I bet you he didn't. <laughs> That's funny. I think Trump did. So a Supreme Court case, the Supreme Court, I should say, the Supreme Court is accepting a Second Amendment case. By the way, they're not, they're not liked anymore. The Supreme Court? Yeah. Why? Because they're bad. Why are they bad? Because they didn't do everything the left wanted them to do. Oh, wow. Well. So, well, I don't know about that, but I, uh, I like them. <laughs> I like them, too. <laughs> I like what they've done with, uh, you know, the, the Bruin case is the by far most important yeah. and so well written. You know, uh, it just couldn't have gone better. The Bruin case just couldn't have gone better. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it's factual. It's factual. So the first uh, case since the Bruin case is going to the Supreme Court, and it's uh, it's far. I was going to say it's far less cut and dry, but I don't know if I want to say that. But there's definitely a discussion to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, it is challenging the idea that uh, uh, felons and criminals. Um, you know, lose their Second Amendment rights by becoming felons and criminals, specifically domestic violence. 
And what's interesting about this case is the plaintiff, the guy that, that wants his gun rights back, is not a good guy. Um, he's done some pretty bad stuff. Nathan? No. Oh. He's done some pretty some 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 crimes that I wouldn't commit, you know. Um, he's behaved in ways uh, that I wouldn't behave, that most gun owners don't behave. Uh, so he shouldn't get his rights back. Well, I don't know. The Supreme Court's going to decide. So what what basically they're saying, hey, look, uh, Bruin says that this is a you know fundamental right. The Second Amendment but is. But you got to follow the rules. Got to follow. Not break any laws. Well. You know, where's the line though? Because the left, you know, the anti-gun crowd would say, "Hey, it's a right, but you got to follow the rules," and their rules are way more stringent, right? right. And we're saying, "Hey, you know, it's uh, it's fundamental right, it's a natural right, but you got to follow the rules." But our rules, our lines, in a whole different place. Mm. So the question is, is this where our line is? And it's interesting that the Supreme Court took this. Um, I, I know a lot of people have. In the, in the gun world for years have said um, that nonviolent felons should not lose their Second Amendment rights. You know, if you, I don't know, if you, uh, you know, do some illegal accounting, you know, and embezzle some money, you know, and you, you get mm-hmm. put into a, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, one of those uh, jails where you get to play golf and tennis <laughs> for a year, you know, should you lose your Second Amendment rights? Yeah. Well, well, that's not a deterrent. I don't know if you've noticed. No, certainly not a deterrent. And I just don't think there's a case to be made that that person's going to abuse their right to keep and bear arms because they embezzled money. But this is a little bit different case, right? This guy's really actually done some, you know, he was accused of accused and convicted of domestic violence. Um, he's done some other things. He's got an, a, a criminal history. I think that they almost uh, – you know the authorities in his area may have even made a mistake, and and uh, you know they pinned his um, you know taking his Second Amendment rights away on this one thing, where there are other things in his history that they probably should have pinned it on. But they said, oh no, this guy's a domestic abuser, so we're going to you know we're take a ride with that. So here's the question: Why is it wrong to deny people under domestic violence restraining orders their Second Amendment rights? <clears throat> or I should more accurately convictions. This guy was convicted of, of domestic violence. Should 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 he lose his Second Amendment rights? Did he use a weapon? He uh, in the domestic violence. I don't know the answer to that. Because I think that talk would, about that though. What if he, well, that would be important. What if he just if he if, just if slapped he hit, the snot out of her? Then he could get his guns back. Well, why'd they take him in the first place if he didn't use him in, a, in committing a crime? Is that what I don't know. Is that where the line should be? I don't know. I'm not, you know. Well, if it was you or me and I smacked the wife around and she she turned me in and they took my guns away. I know this, that I, I'm, I am so. I mean, why are you taking my guns away? I'm so disgusted by domestic violence, which usually when they talk about domestic violence, it means a man hitting a woman. That's right. really what it means. And it right. usually means it's somebody they're married to. But it to. could be I'm the other way around. Too. So phenomenally uh, disgusted by that. But it's, but you know ninety nine point nine percent of the time you know, I it's not okay. It's not okay. I've, I you know San Diego County gun owners. When I started San Diego County gun owners, I said that we fight for the rights of sane, trained, law abiding citizens. Um, so if you're not law abiding, in other words, you're you've assaulted somebody, specifically your wife, specifically a woman. Um, you know we're not fighting for your rights. Right. What do you think? Since I m- mouthed off. Oh, no, I agree. 
Um, Which part? Well, that <laughs> was part? quick. So, so here, here's the thing. And, and you bring up a great point. There's like the why. Do I think that, that people that are willing to commit and, and just cross over that line and to flip that switch and, and, and step in a, a domestic violence situation and be that aggressor, do I think they should, do I like the idea of them having a gun? No. But can I back up and justify and give, you know, give a legal standing as to why we should take it away? I don't know how to answer that. I, I, do I like them having guns? No, but can I can I give a legal justification for taking them away? I don't. I don't. But, I can't. But see, then you then the then you're going down the road. It becomes a slippery slope. If you take his guns away, mm-hmm. and he's still a violent person, he's going to go get a gun someplace else if he decides he's going to use a gun. Well, I, I don't know where that here's could a, go. Here's another issue. You know, we're seeing it with with gun violence restraining orders. You know, oh, people those work good using these, uh, using it vindictively and making accusations vindictively. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's such a widespread problem that it should weigh into this, but uh, it's definitely a, it's definitely an issue. Well, so I have an interesting question: How does the court, the Supreme Court, decide? In order, how they take their cases that they're going to do They actually there's a it's a decision making process. The you know there's nine justices, but I mean for example this one right now, which I think is more volatile mm-hmm. than the last three that they just did this week. Well, and they're they're not so they're just I don't I don't know the the specific. But answer it'd be interesting to know that like they're wait, they they know this one's going to cause. A heck of a lot of of, of 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 excitement. Well, but I think there's a minor so, difference though. They just decided to take this case and hear it. Yeah. Whereas the cases I think you're you're describing, they actually issued an opinion. No, no, I understand, but yeah. I mean, they could have taken this this one first. But I think before they released the decisions on the other ones, right? I don't know. It's a good question. It would be an. Interesting- I, 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 there's got to be some. There's got to be an office of of uh, yeah. you know they got to have like a PR person. Or everybody's got a PR person. Yeah, or as they're filed. I don't even get to talk to Alicia anymore. I have to go through a PR person. I know. I know. You know. I know. Schedule appointments. But you know, you're. It it it. it see, it's, my, it, my, it's what you just did there, where you're just kind of. <sighs> that's what gun owners are doing. They're kind of going. Well, oh, I've that I because I'm time for us to think. We got to put said a the first thing on. that popped into my head. Yeah. Okay, and that is if they didn't commit a crime with a gun then you shouldn't have the right to take away their gun. But then you start thinking about it. Well, what are the repercussions of that? Because there's always repercussions. Yeah, it's... I definitely err on the side of... uh, Would you take their guns? Of freedom. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But I always err on the side of freedom. I've definitely been comfortable with the idea of, uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, committed a violent crime um, not having a firearm. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've never fought that. I've never argued against it. That's certainly not been a push by San Diego County gun owners. Okay. So on that subject matter, was he convicted of domestic violence? He was, okay. So he was convicted. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise he wouldn't, if he wasn't convicted, he wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to take his. Okay. Well, I was just making sure Mm -hmm. just clarification. Um, But, uh, you know, the fact that we're having difficult conversations like this, number one, I think talks speaks to the character of gun owners, which is uh, fantastic. By and large, you, people that we the gun owner community uh, are a fine, upstanding, fantastic people. That's number one. Number two, the fact that we're having difficult conversations like this is also an indicator that um, we're doing really well 
you know, because the, the discussion used to be much broader, right? You know, and we're we've won the broad uh, battle, mm-hmm. and now we're we're kind of you know zeroing in down on on things that are far more specific. Like, well, gee, what can a domestic does the Second Amendment apply to to, to a domestic uh, abuser? You know, well, and you got to remember too, as a gun owner, if you say absolutely take his guns away, well, now you've set a precedent. So anytime there's a domestic violence, and it could be minor, it could be whatever, you could almost think, you know, once you've said to take his guns away. So, and that's kind of where I was going a couple minutes ago where, you know, domestic violence, I mean, obviously it's a pretty, it's, it's a, it's a high bar to be convicted, a convicted felon, you know, or being convicted of domestic violence at all. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the danger. I mean, um, you know, somebody's uh, if it's a pushing and shoving match or whatever, it's it's really it, that's it, different. That's why you gotta. That's why these cases are tough. You know, um, again, violence of any kind towards anyone, whether man, woman, whatever, is 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 not good. That's why you're not a judge. Certainly don't. Well, you that, could be that, and uh, I don't really like black robes. You don't like black robes. You more look good a, in a black robe. More of a purple robe guy. No, you know, or like purple. a red velvet with no. tassels. That'd be nice. With tassels. You remind me of night. Always. You'd remind me of night court. <laughs> hey, did you know that there's a new night court on? It's like, uh, yeah. Did you know that? No. You remember the judge, Harry? Yeah. It's his daughter is the judge. And they brought, no. yeah, they and brought. Bull. Uh, I don't know if they, replay, but they brought John Larroquette back. He's like oh the God. only connection, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched like half an episode. Larroquette anyway. reminds me of you. <laughs> I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad. <laughs> Got on his radio, <laughs> FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Movie Trivia. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1178. The answer. You know, we could do a variety of shows, you know that? We could do a variety show. Yes, we could. <laughs> Gun prom <laughs> tickets are on sale, and there's a couple tables left. We're more than a couple. Joints. Go- no, we only have a couple. Left. I don't want people going, oh, well, I guess I can't no, buy. No, they don't do that. They'll say, oh, my God, let's, honey, we're get on the phone. F- even if we go to full capacity, we're not filling the room. So yeah. there's plenty of room. Okay. You buy a table, we'll make room for That's you. That's right. We'll build Gun it problem. for you. Join San Diego County gun owners and the rest of the Second Amendment community at the town and country in Mission Valley. Get your fancy suit on, dresses ready, and join our like-minded people that believe in the right to self-defense. Second Amendment dinner is coming up September 16th. Mark your calendar and get your tickets now and reserve a spot for the night with great people, great food, and an opportunity to dance with Alicia. <laughs> Go to gunprom.com to get your tickets, buy a table, bring a friend, and maybe the family. That's gunprom.com and buy your tickets today. Extra points if you bring her glass slippers. I mm. think so. But you, I mean, it doesn't sound. Fifty bucks a dance. Are glass slippers were they actually a thing? Glass slippers? That well, sounds terribly uncomfortable. You didn't watch um, Cinderella? No. Yeah. Well, no, I know but Cinderella. Was that like a thing? No, the one, the one where the house fell on the Wicked Witch. Well, she didn't have those. Were ruby slippers? Wizard of Oz. Well, what is ruby made of? 
Well, I guess I would imagine the rubies were stuck to comfortable shoes, which made them. But I don't think they stuck glass to slippers. I think they were actually slippers made of glass. So then mm-hmm. it would be Cinderella. If you're listening and you understand why they talked about glass slippers in Cinderella, write us uh, and we'll send you a hat or a T-shirt. Be a Sam question. It's probably but, because <laughs> we should, we should hey, there stump. you go. Let's let's stump that guy. I don't think that, I don't think I don't think New Balance makes glass slippers, so he's not going to know. <laughs> All right, okay. So time for our favorite segment. Uh, stump my nephew. If you write in and send us a uh, gun trivia question, uh, we're going to ask Sam. And if you stump him. You're going to get a super special prize. Uh, but if we use your question on the air, then we'll give you a hat or a shirt. So here we go. How are you doing, Sam? Good. How are you guys? I'm good. Do you know about glass slippers? Do you have any idea of the history of glass slippers before we even get started? They were fur slippers in the original French. It was a mistranslation because the French words for fur and glass are homophones, meaning they're spelled differently but sound the same. Okay, I'm leaving. If you seriously, I'm going home. I'm done with this show. If you're serious, did you just make that up, or is that real? That's that's completely real. You can look it up. (laughs) See, I told you, make it a Sam question. We'll find out. That's it. We're done. All right. See you next week. (laughs) Nice going, kid. You won again. Jeez, Louise. Say it one more time. Yeah, yeah. Please, slowly. Russ, old people. It was a mistranslation in the original French. Uh, They were first slippers. But the the words sound similar in French for fur and glass, so it was translated incorrectly. I don't even understand what just happened here. I don't don't even understand (laughs) what just happened. Yes, you do. All right, all right. Let's get to the real now question, watch, he which won't is get far this. much. Yeah, now he won't get this. No, one. he probably will, but it's far less interesting. Okay, Tony from San Francisco. Uh, he writes, "Which U.S. firearm brand survived World War II by selling clothes?" And haberdash, <laughs> haberdashery, haberdashery in the Philippines. Which U.S. Oh, firearm brand survived World War II by selling clothes and haberdashery in the Philippines? Tony from San Francisco, um, thank you very much for writing in. Which which U.S. firearm manufacturer survived World War II by manufacturing clothes and haberdashery in the Philippines? For those of you who do not know, haberdashery refers to the business of making hats. Um, and I have never heard this one before, so I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Um, given that, um, Rock Island Armory is (laughs) is a modern day manufacturer of 1911s with a factory in the Philippines, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's Rock Island. That's a bunch of haberdashery. You just got that right. Excellent. Rock Island Armory traces its roots to the early 1900s as a sporting goods store in the Philippines. It began as Squires uh, Bingham and Company when a pair of entrepreneurs opened shop in Manila. In the 1930s, it became known as Sportsman's Headquarters. During World War II, the Japanese confiscated their inventory of firearms and ammunition, and the company survived by trading in clothing and haberdashery. In 1980, the company rebranded itself as Arms Corporation of the Philippines, and in 1985, acquired the Rock Island Armory brand. Since then, Arms Corps, under its Rock uh, Rock Island Armory brand, is one of the leading producers of M1911 pistols in the world. In the whole world. world. Yeah, the, the Japanese weren't all that friendly to the Philippines. No, they still aren't. I don't know if you've read any history, Dave. 
Yes, Lou. But uh, not like this guy. The Japanese were uh, not good neighbors for no. for a bit, for a spell. I don't even think they are today. A lot of Asia was would 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 be would be rightfully uh, you know excused if they filed complaints with right. their HOA over over Japan. You think they were kind of mean. Anyway, um, what's your latest blog? My latest blog post uh, from this past week is uh, maybe a little bit of a controversial one. I hope not, but um, maybe it'll spark some interesting conversation. Uh, It's called Open Carry is Stupid, and my (laughs) thesis statement is right in the title. Um, So I know open carry is not legal in California, or at least I'm pretty sure it is if if I've done research correctly. You have. Uh, but in some states, including my home state of Virginia, it is legal to carry openly. Um, in in the specific case of Virginia and some others, uh, you don't even need a permit. Um, you can, as as soon as you're you're legally allowed to own a handgun, you could put it on an outside holster and walk around town with it. Now, my point is, you should not. Um, this I'm not debating law here in this blog post. It's merely a matter of, of policy and what's safety. And if you want to hear my reasoning, then you can log on to the SDCGO blog and um, read it. But um, it's this is this is um, an, an aspect of gun ownership that um, many many very highly renowned trainers, including Masad Ayub. Um, are of the opinion that, yeah, you, you really probably should not open carry. Even even people who are really gung-ho about, you know, carry everywhere, blah, 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 generally say, eh, it might not be the best idea to carry open. So I talk about that in the blog post, and I give my thoughts on the matter. So you're not saying, you're not saying that they should outlaw open carry. You're saying that it is not a, a good practice it's it's not a best practice that you should exactly okay. just because you can doesn't mean you should the legal argument i'm i'm staying out of here it's you know that's that's sort of a separate debate but my point is just because just because you can just because it's legal does not necessarily mean you should uh there may be a few very isolated specific circumstances in which it does make sense but uh for in the vast majority of instances Open carry is a lot more trouble than it's worth, and it's it's really not worth a whole lot generally. It it doesn't it doesn't gain you anything. The only thing I the only time I would open carry is uh, uh, years ago. I would open carry when I was hiking, like backpacking and hiking. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's carry. the the one exception right. that I list is is being out in the outdoors where it kind of doesn't matter and it, it goes better with your gear generally. But there are so many great options out there in, in current year 2023 for inside the waistband holsters and even slim outside the waistband holsters that can seal really nicely under a light jacket or, or a sweater. Or, uh, you know, you could, you, you could with the right holster and enough practice, you can appendix carry a full-size handgun. So there's really no reason you should be carrying uh, open for, for all the world to see. And again, um, I, I discuss my reasoning in the blog post. You know what would have been a better, uh, a better title for your blog post? Go for it. Keep it in your pants. Huh? That's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Maybe we'll add that in parentheses, you know, like that. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. I might have to hit the delay button. <laughs> <laughs> Haberdashery. You I know, love it. Sam, this might've been your, Best, your best performance. Shining moment. This may be your your pinnacle right here yeah. that we're witnessing because and not on the gun question. 
Yeah, it had nothing to do with. I don't even remember everything what the good question was. The, everything to do with the glass. The Cinderella slippers. question is really what we're talking about. What are you doing? So you're saying it's all downhill from here. I'll only get worse. Oh, hold on a second. Michael is destroying the, the state studio equipment. I was so excited. I ruined the microphone. I'm saying that you did a fantastic oh job. Everything that you just talked about, the glass slipper, the haberdashery, and the Philippines. If you well, that by the way, write that down. That's a, probably a good title for your uh, memoirs when you write them. Yes. Yeah. The uh, glass slipper, the haberdashery in the Philippines, the Sam Lichman story. Okay. Fantastic job. Thank Great you job. so much. Check out his blog. Go to any of the blog page or any of the pack pages. San Diego County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners. Go to the blog section and read his work. He is uh, one Amazing. of the best. So you're going to go watch some fireworks because it's time. Um. Well, I, don't, I, I know we're in a different time zone, but for me, the fourth is on Tuesday. So, Oh, that's right. What was I thinking? <laughs> I was wondering. See, I got him on that one, too. That he even knows that. I know he even knows the date. I, I do own a calendar, yes. Taps. <laughs> nice. Nice. You're the best, brother. All right, folks, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Please support our sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, and San Diego Flight Training. A big shout out to Alicia, Michael, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and Brendan Thomas. And that song must mean what he thinks of the show. <laughs> what do you think? It was I don't know, but that was Sam's finest performance. Wasn't it though? Ladies and gentlemen. Bob Siegel's in the house. Don't touch that dial. Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer.